Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with the Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Periodically, and this is one of those weeks, I'll cover a topic that has has you kind of scratching your head, wondering why in the world is he talking about that in relation to a wellness program. Well, each of these six principles of my vibrant lifestyle, proper exercise, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, proper structure, and purging, eliminating toxins, has a multitude of topics that could really fill a book that is under each one of those different principles. As a matter of fact, I'm writing a book, but that's a story for another day. Today I'm going to be talking about a topic that falls under principle number four, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, and that's financial well-being. Well, you see, now you're wondering, why in the world is he talking about this topic? Well, let me explain. Mental and emotional well-being has a lot to do with our stress level and how we're managing that. So does spiritual well-being for that matter. Financial difficulties are still the leading cause of marital breakups. So it stands to reason that financial struggles are a leading cause of stress and therefore a leading cause of mental and emotional difficulties. So under principle number four, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, financial well-being needs to be discussed. Here's a few sobering statistics. 80% of workers in America are living paycheck to paycheck. And the numbers for are only slightly lower for those that are in debt. Financial stress can cause a significant emotional and physical issue like high blood pressure, anxiety, depression, cardiovascular disease. The kind of stress also can contribute to poor coping behaviors, you know, things that we do when we're all stressed out, like smoking, drinking, snacking on junk food, all of which negatively impact your overall health. Stress leads to poor sleep as well, which you know from previous episode contributes to all types of health issues. So financial stress has been linked to lowering one's sense of purpose as well. So you can see financial well-being is an important topic to discuss when we're talking about overall wellness and health. I don't profess to be some kind of financial guru, but I've been part of a number of different financial seminars and studies over the years. So I'm going to give you some of the bullet points that my wife and I have learned from some of these different studies. It's solid information that I believe wholeheartedly in and that it can help you. And there's also tons of other reliable information on this topic out there. But here's the key. Becoming financially free and lowering your financial stress significant is similar to deciding to become physically healthy. What do I mean by this? Well, just like our physical health is usually the result of our lifestyle, and to improve your health, you need to decide to make lifestyle changes. Well, your financial health is usually the result of, guess what, your lifestyle. To get financially well, you need to decide to make some changes in your lifestyle. Just like your physical health, when it comes to your financial health, someone else isn't going to come along and presto, your financial health will improve. You are going to have to make the necessary changes and do the work. And if you're not committed to it from the onset, 
It simply won't happen. So the key is for you and your spouse to both be passionately, emotionally committed to the process. So let's jump in and and cover a few tips. Here's the big financial issue that most of us have. We spend too much money, we have too much debt, and we don't save enough money. The U.S. is one of the lowest industrialized nations when it comes to personal savings. Notice what I didn't say here. I didn't say that we don't make enough money. As a matter of fact, in the United States, we make more than most of the other countries of the world. For a rare few of you, this may not hold true, but for most of us, it does. We make enough money. Myself included, we simply have money management problems. I stated earlier that almost 80% of workers in America are living paycheck to paycheck, and this percentage is on the rise. This means that even one minor issue, and you could be in a financial tailspin. It's not a matter of if something is going to happen, but rather when. Life happens, especially if you have children. So let's jump into it. Step number one is to create a budget, that, that dreaded B word, if you will. Every dollar that you bring in must be assigned ahead of time. There are numerous great uh, budgeting apps that are available. We use what's called the Every Dollar app by Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's one of these uh, financial gurus. I think he's got the number one financial program out there. You can have it on your phone, on your laptop, um, but a lot of banks have budgeting apps. Uh, it's not whether you use with this one or that one, but that you're using something to track your budget. Our, bet, our budget is set up on, on our phone, and anything we spend is immediately categorized. It's a great tool, but you need to know where your money is being spent ahead of time and have a way to track your spending. And I don't recommend waiting till the end of the month to kind of review what you did. Uh, You need to evaluate it on a regular basis, weekly and maybe more often than that, and make needed adjustments as you're going along. Do this together, husband and wife. It may take a few months to kind of get used to the process, but it is well worth it. So, Number two, and this is uh, from some of Dave Ramsey's material, and I love it, that's to have an emergency fund. And you to fund this uh, as quickly as you can uh, to get to $1,000. If you make less than $20,000 a year, make that $500. This, again, is one of Dave Ramsey's uh, baby steps. Um, he has tons of financial resources that I that I recommend, but ultimately your emergency fund should grow to where it is three to six months expenses in there. But for right now, it's baby step number one, $1,000 in an emergency fund. If you're contributing to any other thing, trying to reduce other debt, uh, maybe paying off on something else, um, try to not do that until you get that $1,000 in there. Well, how do you do that if it seems that every penny you're making is going somewhere else? Well, there are only two ways that you can get that emergency fund set up. That's either to increase your income or decrease your spending. If the desire is there, and that's where I said you both needed to be committed emotionally and passionately to this process, you may have to get a little creative, but you can find a way to probably do both, which means increase your income and decrease your spending. 
while you can and should try to cut certain things out of your budget and your weekly spending, here's a novel idea. Do without some things. What are your needs? There are needs and then there are wants. We all have some basic needs, food, clothing, shelter, transportation. In each of these areas and several others, there are options, levels of spending, if you will. Sacrifice will be necessary. Eat at home versus eating out. Find inexpensive clothing, reliable transportation versus the brand new minivan. Well, you kind of get the idea. It's all about commitment to the process. This is part of what doing without is all about and spending less. Is there any way that you can make a little extra money each week? Do you have a skill or a knack at certain things? Again, get creative. Let me go off on a little sidetrack, if you will, for a moment. Um, I take care of a lot of young moms in my chiropractic practice. Most are working moms. Uh, some of them have uh, young children in daycare, maybe several young children in daycare. And if you're in this situation, listen up. I've often asked some of these moms to put a pencil to paper and evaluate how much they're actually bringing home by working. In other words, what's their net income? Well, most of them immediately give me their take-home pay, but I instruct them to subtract all of the expenses they have associated with working. That would be daycare, clothing for work, automobile wear and tear, the added fuel costs of getting back and forth to work, eating out lunches, um, the fact that maybe as a family they eat out more in the evenings because they're on the go and they're rushing. Now, after deducting all of the expenses, what is the net? Many found out that it wasn't very much. Then I asked, what if you stayed home and maybe watched someone else's child in your home two to three days a week? Could that make just about as much? Or is there something else that they could do from home to earn a little extra money? It's all about being creative. If you're already staying home with the kids, think about this last part, making some extra money from home. There's lots of people out there that need a little help and they're willing to pay someone else for that help. The needs are everywhere. There's also numerous online sales sites like eBay and Facebook garage sales, etc., where you can sell stuff that you no longer use. I have several friends that make their entire income off of internet sales, reselling stuff that people are no longer using. And, I guess, and guess where they do that? From home. Spend less by doing without some of your wants. Figure out a way to make some extra money. And be careful with this part about making extra money. The goal is not to take away from family time to make money. In other words, don't spend every waking hour trying to make money. Make sure that your kids get lots of quality time with you. They really need it. I'm a firm believer that God is in control. And if you believe in God, I recommend asking Him for help. This is a great way to build your faith around your finances and your financial needs. So, number one. Get a budget, then an emergency fund funded. It takes the pressure off knowing that the emergencies of life, and they will come, won't stress you out like they used to. And step number three is to start reducing your debt. There are many methods of doing this, but I like setting up a budget line item, if you will. It's built right into my budget that goes towards reducing debt. Pay off or the smallest debt first. 
Then take the extra money you are putting towards that debt plus your regular payment and apply that towards the next debt until it's paid off. Continue this process until all of your consumer debt is paid off. And don't buy anything else on credit and add to your debt in the process. Maybe even to celebrate getting out of debt, you go and buy something new on credit and put yourself back in debt. The key is to stay out of debt. Let me kind of walk through this one so it's uh, maybe a little bit uh, a little bit clear. You set up a workable, workable budget, uh, which means that all of your monthly expenses are accounted for, including money going towards your emergency fund and debt reduction. I would get your emergency fund funded at $1,000 before you start allocating any dollars towards debt reduction. Selling stuff uh, is a great way to fund your emergency fund. If you take care of it, if you take care of that and now have $100 a month or more extra each month, that can go towards reducing and eliminating your smallest debt. So let's say your smallest debt is $1,000 and your typical payment that you've been making every month on that is $75. Well, now you're taking that extra 100 from your budget and the 75 that you typically pay. So you're now you're paying $175 each month towards this debt of $1,000. So within six months, this debt is paid off. Now let's say your second debt is $2,500 and you are paying $80 a month typically towards that debt. Add the $175 you were paying towards that first debt. That's the 75 plus the 100 extra. Add it to the 80. Now for the second debt, you're paying $255 a month towards that second debt and in less than a year, it will be paid off. This starts to snowball, and that's that snowball effect. You keep doing this with each successive debt that you pay off. There's a larger amount going to pay off the next and larger debt. Now, as you're selling things and are earning extra money, you can decide how to allocate those monies. I recommend solidifying that emergency fund and accelerating your debt reduction. In other words, we started out at $1,000 for that emergencies fund, but ultimately you'd like to have three to six months of your expenses in that emergency fund. So as you're funding your emergency fund, it is strictly for emergencies, hence the name of it. Buying a new TV or a new sofa is not an emergency. It's those emergencies of life the doctor bill, the transmission going out on the car, the roof that's leaking, the fridge that dies, those are emergencies. And with each one of those emergencies, try to find the best deal that you can. Don't go out and just say, oh, the fridge broke, so let's buy the latest, greatest, top-of-the-line refrigerator. Don't do it that way. Again, be frugal. Once you've made it this far, the pressure is off and the financial stress is lowered significantly. I recommend getting some financial counseling. Again, I highly recommend Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace Workshop. Uh, lots of his resources are on his website. Uh, there are some other areas that need attention in your finances as you move forward, which you need a little guidance on. Uh, college for the kids, paying off your house, funding for a new car. Cars do wear out, uh, just to name a few. Well, here's the problem that I see with uh, a lot of folks. Uh, they look around at the Joneses down the street and they try to, try to keep up with their lifestyle. 
Uh, we spend money that we don't have on stuff that we don't need to impress people that we don't know. So many of us live above our means or so close that there's no room for error. So many work, so many hard, long hours to maintain that lifestyle with the result being that our family life suffers with that hectic pace. My definition of a vibrant family lifestyle is not dependent on how much money you make. It's based on the quality of your relationships, the level of your stress, the amount of consistent quality family time that you have. It's measured by the quality of your life, which in no way is dependent on your income level. As our kids get older, they're not going to remember the type of car that you drove, the neighborhood that you lived in, or some of those other things that were bought for them. They'll remember the time and the memories that you spent together, which don't cost a lot of money. One of the cars that uh, that I that I had when our kids were younger was, was this old green uh, Chevy Impala. Uh, the kids and their friends loved it because I could pull out the key when I was driving the car down the road, and the car would still run. They got a real kick out of that. Today, I can I can buy uh, any car that I want for my wife and I, but I. We still drive the cars till their wheels fall off. Then we simply put those wheels back on and keep driving them. Uh, my truck is close to 250,000 miles. I maintain it. Everything still works, even the four-wheel drive, which I actually use on a regular basis. It's older, but guess what? It does everything that it needs to do. Don't get caught up in all of those ads uh, that say that you deserve this or that. Here's a saying that Dave Ramsey have has. Live now like nobody else, so later you can live like nobody else. And what he means by this is live now by spending less, getting out of debt, and saving, which nobody else does today, so that later you'll have more money than anybody else, able to live stress-free financially, and be able to give a lot of money away to help other people. Finances are the biggest stress producers in life today, causing unnecessary physical and emotional harm. But the fact is, it doesn't have to be that way. And it doesn't have to be that way for you either. You can do this. Chances are you really don't have money problems. You have money management problems. Get on a budget. Quickly fund that emergency account. Pay off debt. Take Dave Ramsey's Financial Freedom course and start becoming financially free today. If you have any additional questions or comments on this topic, please email me at my personal email. That's gsspine at gmail.com. Again, that's gsspine at gmail.com. This is my personal email and I will personally respond to you. My goal is to help you and your family and friends lead a healthy, vibrant lifestyle so that you can enjoy life, serve others, and glorify God, our Creator. Do me a favor, share this podcast with others. Uh, thanks again for tuning in.